Hey there, Pastor Thomas here, and I just wanted to take a second to say thank you for listening. If you want to keep up with what's happening here at Gateway, don't forget to check out our Facebook page. We keep it updated pretty regularly, and we would love for you to follow us. Thank you again for listening. I was walking around yesterday trying which way I was supposed to go this morning. And uh, I wanted to go, I wanted to go to faith because we're in days where faith is so vital and people don't understand faith. They think they have faith because they come to church and that ain't got nothing to do with it. And then I wanted to talk about worship because worship is what gets us through our daily lives as we learn to worship God in everything we do. And if you don't know that worship, it's life just throw you a curveball and you'll just fall on your face and have a hard time getting up. And uh, hey, Marty, it's good to see you. You good? How's Marshall? Good, good. Been in our prayers for sure. So anyway, I sat in to start looking up scripture and it was just, we have got to move from fear to faith. And I thought, okay, Lord, I can do that. I thought. <laughs> so with, I'm going to read several scriptures this morning. Somebody said one time that fear not is in the Bible 365 times and one for every day of the year. I don't know that. I'm not going to sit down and count fear not and how many times it's in the scripture. But I know fear, the word fear, when I put it in my little uh, Bible program, I mean, so much came up. But God had already given me the scripture. I've got several. But we're going to start with, um, and write them down if you can't keep up looking them up. It's fine. You need to read them. But we're going to start with 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. We could just stop right there, but we're not. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, let's go back over to Romans uh, 8. Let me see. 8.15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear because fear brings bondage. You didn't receive a spirit of bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And then I want to go to Hebrews um, 2.15. Let me see. Here it is. God delivered them up who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. If you have a fear of death, you are subject to bondage. Okay? If you're scared of dying this morning, you are in bondage to fear because it's coming to every one of us. And then I'm going to stop right here in, um, well, no, I'm not. Uh let me see, in 1 John uh, 4, 18, there is no 
fear in love. In other words, when you understand how much God loves you, you are a giant for God and you fear nothing. So if you have any fear in you this morning for anything, that fear is not walking in that love that God has got for us that he pours out in us because perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And then we're going to stop in Revelations 1. Um, I don't see it. Revelations 1. 17, for when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not, I, whoo, I am the first and the last. I mean, it, when you understand that God loves you so much and he is the first and the last and you are, the, you are his pride and joy and you're all that he wants, why would you worry? Why would you fear? And yet our life is so full of fear these days and we're so, uh, we don't even know that it's fear. We don't even understand that it's fear. We live by fear or faith. I'm going to stay close to my notes. And the one we choose makes all the difference in our world. We live by fear. Every decision we make is made either from fear or from faith. Fear robs us of faith. Fear robs us of joy. Fear robs us of strength. It, fear robs us of even life itself. And yet Joshua had a fear when he stood up here to sing. I have no problems with that because there, there is a part of fear that is good for us, but the fear that we have, we have to step out and overcome it or it will dominate and rule our life. We cannot let fear control us, people. Reasonable fear protects us from putting ourselves at risk. For example, and this is um, uh, going too fast around a curve, uh, getting too close to a fire, or seeing a snake and running up to it like you haven't got good sense. You not, don't know what it is. That is a fear that protects us, but it controls us into a safe place. I looked up the definition of fear like we don't all know what it is, but in all these verses that I read to us, fear has a different definition. But fear is an unpleasant emotion it is anxiety concerning the outcome of something. So um, you might not think you're scared, but if you have anxiety about what you're about to do, it is a part of fear, okay? So just settle in your mind. Anxiety is a part of not knowing the outcome, dreading the results, being fearful of a choice you've got to make. Uh, I read that verse, fear has torment. And in the scripture where it was talking about, it put the guy back into prison when he went before the king. He wouldn't pay his debtor shot. And I'm not going to get into all that. But he said, turn him over to the tormentors. Turn him over to the tormentors. Fear has torment. Fear will kill your faith it will kill your joy. It will kill your happiness. 
it will destroy your life. It brings worry, anxiety, it brings anger, and fear will even bring control. I talk to y'all a lot. I used to, I hadn't in a long time, but you're a control freak. If I've ever said that to you about being a control freak, your life is out of your life is out of whack, okay? Your life is just, it's gone to hell in a handbasket. You can't get anything under control. And so you start trying to control people, you start trying to control control situations, and you get in places and things, and you think you've got to control everything. And that control is fear because your life at some point has been out of control, and you couldn't do anything about it. So you start to try to control, not recognizing that you're trying to control is from fear. So you can make your life right. Well, you can't. And that fear makes you want to control people. It makes you want to control things. And um, our world is out of order. Our world is on a roller coaster going down a hill, and none of us can stop it. If we could, we would. And it will bring a fear to you if you even want to try. Fear is the tool the devil uses to keep us frustrated and out of God's will. Now... I wrote down all these statements. Um, Fear takes our courage. Fear prevents progress. We have a fear of pain. We have a fear of discomfort. We have a fear of not having enough. We have a fear of losing our friends. We have a fear of being alone. We have a fear of our reputation. We have a fear of not being accepted. And that's just the list that I just started writing down. Uh, This... Just one word, one word. I don't want to start a conversation this morning. Does anybody want to raise their hand and tell me one fear you have? Now, just be honest. Okay, Jessica? Huh? Spiders. Spiders. Okay, my dad had a fear of spiders, and they're, they're awful this year. Snakes? Get down more personal. Athena? Okay. What's yours? Okay. See, and what that does, any fear that you have, uh, you have a tendency to gravitate towards it. You, you, you want to hold on to it. You want to fix it. You want to plan it. You want to make your children do right so they'll grow up and be what you want them to be and all this kind of stuff. And whatever our fear is, we all have it. I remember years ago, when I talked to this woman, I was trying to witness to her, and she said, Ruth, I've just got this fear that just dominates me. And I said, what in the world is it? She said, I am so scared to die. And she said, I, and this woman, uh, she was probably my age, and we're talking uh, 15 or 20 years ago. Now, 15 or 20 years ago, I wasn't worried about dying. Uh, but it dominated her. She said, it just shapes everything I do. I am so scared. And I said, well, let's just give it over to the Lord and let's get your heart right with the Lord. I just, she wouldn't. She wouldn't hear me. She wouldn't, she couldn't relate to it. Every person that is a born-again Christian knows they're going to heaven. But if we sit here and say, 
If you have a super relationship with the Lord, you probably can say, I'm ready to go. I want to be with the Lord because you maybe are tired or old or whatever. I don't know. But facing the unknown in anything is scary, even death. But when you know that you know, then death won't keep you in bondage. The Bible says the fear of death keeps you in bondage. And I saw it that day with that woman. I won't ever forget that. It was so strange to me. The fear of death, and I've shared this with y'all many, many times when my mother died, the, that fear of not knowing where my mother was just really grabbed a hold of me. She had died, and I didn't know, even though I know our conversations. And God says, do you trust me? And I thought, wow, that's a slap in the face because I thought I did. See, fear, fear of the unknown will dominate you. It will rule your life. It will, it will do this to you. And folks, we got to get a handle on it. There are some things that we just can't do anything about. God did not give me a spirit of fear. You hear me? It is... Anything that you are scared of is the devil. It is a spirit. It is the enemy coming against you, trying to draw your mind away from God and draw your mind towards the world and trying to get you. And it creates such anxiety and you just become such a, 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 a person of anxiety is a hard person to be around because uh, that's all they can talk about. Not their anxiety, but whatever that perversion of fear brings. Um, Fear is the enemy's perversion of faith. You cannot be scared and have faith. You just can't. If spirit of fear is the enemy, then how can you have the enemy giving you a spirit of fear and trust God? They do not work together. They cannot go together. Fear always tells you you're not, you're not good enough. You're not looking right. You don't smell right. You don't act right. You don't. The enemy will put, he'll always tell you you're not and put a fear in front of you. Most of us are scared of other people's opinion of us, whether we ever acknowledge it or not. We want people to think nice of us. We want people to think good things about us. You will get over that. I promise you. If you let God have his way, you do get over the fear of what people think about you. Ask my children, I really don't care much anymore. <laughs> and it's not that I don't love people. But my, I've always told you, my heart is to please God. Your heart's got to be to please God. And to please God, you've got to trust him. You've got to come to him and believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of those that believe that he is. And that takes away any fear. Uh, God always tells you you can. The devil tells you you can't. God tells you you can. Um, when you deny fear or try to control it, fear has got a hold of you. Um, and I've tried not to go here, and God's put it on me twice. I'm going to give him a few more minutes to let me reprieve here. When you deny that fear is there for you, when it comes to you, if you deny the fear, then the fear has got control of you. Oh, I'm not scared. Knowing inside you're shaking in your shoes. Then you have denied, you have 
tried to push the fear down and you've only given the enemy access. The only way you can, the only way to defeat the fear that is in you is to confront it. Um, don't let your fear stop you from doing what you know you should do, even if, even if you have to do it as you are afraid. You see, when you decide to go ahead and do it, even though you're scared, and you decide to step out and do it, then um, Satan can't control it. You control it. Back to Joshua. How, many, how long ago did I ask you to sing? Yeah, it's two or three months. I said, I'm going to give you two or three weeks to get this together, and you just talk to the guys and the, and the band up here, and y'all see what y'all can do. And uh, then <clears throat> COVID hit the family again and everybody. And so he came back to church, and I, he says, I said, yeah, you got a little reprieve here, Joshua, uh, but we're going to do this. It was just so in me, we're going to do this. And um, he did it in fear he did it. Whatever you're scared of, you do it. If God has put it on you to do, God put it on me for Joshua, okay? Rexana? Until it started. Sure. Uh, because, and there's something about worship. There's something about worship. Once you start, it just it just goes, doesn't it? It just, and when it's, <clears throat> now I'm not telling you to overcome your fear of driving a race car. If God tells you, <laughs> if God tells you to overcome your fear of driving a race car, then you go get your race car. But I'm saying God puts things in us to do. And we have, if, if I know that it's, and I think God had already put it in Joshua before to sing, but he just wasn't going to step up to the plate. And one Sunday we were here, and God just says, you got to push him. And um, so you do. Um, if God gives you something to do, then you do it. I don't care how scared you are, you do it. Uh, and you do it in the fear. And once you do and you might look around and say, gosh, this can't be God. This must be me. God, he wants us out of our comfort zones. He wants us out of our comfort zones. Don't let fear stop you from doing what you know should, you should do. Fear will paralyze you. When God says, fear not, he is basically saying, fear will come after you, but deal with it. Fear will come after you, but deal with it. A mother's heart, her greatest fear is for her children. And therefore that mother, and I was the worst of all, will try to hold their children close to them and protect them and keep them from making mistakes and doing the things we don't want them to do, which is so horrible for the child because children have to grow up. Fear. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is progress in its presence of fear. I've got to touch on this. God won't leave me alone. Maybe it's me. I don't know. <clears throat> because of the days that we're in, 
You've heard me preach so much. We are in the end. We are there. There's no getting around it. Um, and it's not pretty. I mean, I could stand here and talk to you about the end times, and it is not going to be pretty. God has given us a clear, clear picture of division in the families. Um, part of our family took shots. Part of them didn't. And it causes division. Well, if you think that's caused division, wait. Just get ready. It's going to get worse. And people, God's, I've thought about this a lot this week. Do y'all, I know you know this, and y'all just let me think for a minute. When Jesus walked this earth and he came on the scene and John baptized him, and people started checking out his resume and who he was and where he came from and all this kind of stuff, they rationalized that he was not the Messiah. They, they just determined, and especially the, the spiritual leaders, they rationalized he was not the Messiah. He, was not, he didn't fit the criteria. But the people that followed him were dead set on the fact that he was the Messiah. Because spirituality has a tendency to make everything fit the way you think. You see things the way you think it ought to be. When Noah was building the ark, he kept telling everybody it was going to rain. Why would they have believed him? Now, just be honest. Why? They had, it had never rained before. Never. And here's this crazy man building this huge boat and telling everybody it's going to rain. Why? Would you believe him? I wouldn't have. They didn't have the Holy Spirit to guide them. You do. Praise God, you do and I do. So they could not see the signs of the times. And about 10, 15 years ago, I think it's, you'd think I wouldn't forget this, but Matthew 16 I read that chapter every day for a long time, and one of the things that's in that chapter, it says, you can discern the sky when it's red, the sky when it's lowering. You can discern the weather. You can look and figure it all out, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. And he was talking to his disciples. He said, you're not discerning. You're not seeing it. You're not getting it. Um, Fear is fixing to run rampant in this earth like we have never seen it before. It's not, it, you know, we haven't had this many at church in a good long time. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's encouraging, it's exciting, but I know that fear keeps a lot of people away. Fear keeps a lot of people from living life. And if you think COVID, I, I say this all the time, the mu mutation, we had the alpha, the delta, the whatever. The other one is here in Alabama. It's, it's here. What are you trusting? What are you, who are you trusting? Y'all know how I feel about all this. Who are you trusting? Are you, are you trusting the CDC? Are you trusting the World Health Organization? Are you trusting your doctor? you got to decide. 
You're going to take the word of God as total truth and let him work in your heart to reveal truth to you? I told y'all I went to the doctor the other day. I'm not against doctors much, but I'm getting against them more every day. I went to the doctor. They put me on a new medicine. I'm really like, oh. And I, I got up this morning. I said, Lord, why am I feeling physically like this? And the first thought that came to my mind was medicine. It's a different medicine. Go look it up. I don't look up medicines. People, we've got to decide. And I... I asked God, I said, why am I feeling this way? And he tells me it's the medicine. Ask God and let him give you the answer. Go to your doctor, but then ask God what he says. Because we're fixing to get to where if you hadn't had a shot, you can't go to the doctor. That's where, they, that's where they're taking us. If you hadn't had the shot, you can't go to the hospital. Are you ready for that? Where is your faith and if God says do it, then do it. But if God doesn't say do it, then don't do it. Uh, there's going, there, we are coming to that day where we're going to desire so much to be here for this little congregation to lay their hands on us, to pray for us, because that's the only healing we are going to get. It is the only... Yeah, we won't, have, we won't check y'all at the door. Uh, I was just in praise and worship this morning. I thought, Father, we are so blessed in this church with our praise and our worship. And it's not Silas's fault. It's not Thomas's fault. It's not Joshua or, or Jesse. It's none of Jessica, Jesse. I get Jess and Jessa. We got two Jessicas here, you know. It's not them. It is not them. The worship is because God hears our heart and he blesses them in their leading us into the worship so that we can worship. But we've got to come to a day where we can worship without anybody. I, I can't have this little group all the time. Worship drives fear out. Worship makes the enemy bow his knee. Fear paralyzes. It will stop you. Fear is not a feeling. Fear is an evil spirit that causes a feeling. And I'm fixing to finish. So, I've talked about fear for all this time. I want to tell you what you're going to do about it. What we're all going to do about it. Faith is when you trust no matter what. But if we're not there, uh, you use this thing of worship, of pray and say. You ask God like the situation. You ask God what, what he wants you to do. And in the midst of what he shows you he doesn't want you to do, you have got to say, I refuse to fear. I will not fear. I will not live in fear. And you have to stand and watch God move when you declare that you're going to trust him and not fear. And if the fear is still there and you still keep saying it, then you've got to move out of the fear and you've got to stand up and, and, and sing, whatever, you pro whatever the situation is. You've got, to, you've got to have faith, you've got to have prayer, you've got to have worship in your lives, and you've got to have the Word of God so God can become real to you. Do you we know that the more we read the Word, the more real God becomes to us. And you can't have faith and fear. Faith believes God is with us. We believe God goes before us. 
We don't have to see God. We don't have to feel God in order to believe God. We don't have to see God. We don't have to feel God in order to believe God is with us. Most of us are waiting to see God do something or feel God in the process. And he said, no, 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 no. There is a day and an hour that you are in where you have got to believe me, whether you see me, you feel me. You've got to know my word, stand on it, believe it, and walk in it. And that's all that's going to get us through in the days that are coming. The more, where you are, the more you are aware of God's presence, the more faith takes over. The more you are aware of God's presence, the more faith takes over. There are many times I don't see God. Most of the time you don't see him. I see him in the trees when I get up. I see him in the sunrise and the sunset. I see him in the moon. I see him in all those things. I mean, he did that all for us. But in the dark of night, when you don't feel him and you don't see him and you just don't know what's going on, that is when you know his presence right there becomes real to you. It's not a feeling. It's just what I call a knowing. I just know. I just know. And folks, we got to grab a hold of it. And you cannot let fear... Fear will take your thoughts and fear will drive your mind. And fear, who's coming up? Uh, fear will drive your mind. Fear will just dominate you. And you don't even know it's fear. Well, if, if I lose my job or if I can't get a job, I was, uh, I was thinking about um, Austin. You know, I don't know why. It's just thinking about if it comes to a place where we can't get a job and we can't get our car and we can't do all this kind of... You know, children think like that. What are we going to do? How are we going to handle it? Parents, you've got to be able to put it in front of them. Fear. Your children's future, that's one of the big ones. I want to see my children grow up. I want to see my children enjoy the world. <coughs> Life is not normal. They won't have the same world to grow up in that we did. But you can give them normalcy if you can walk without fear. God wants so much for us to trust him in ways that we never have before. Watching him do things that he's never done before. He wants to do things he's never done before. And y'all need to know that. He doesn't want us to live a normal life, but he doesn't want to be a normal God anymore. You, do y'all realize we've made God normal? We've just made him normal. He said, I'm not normal and I don't want to be normal, but the only way I won't be normal in your life is if you trust me in ways that you've never trusted me before, in ways that you never thought you would have to trust me, just to walk into a grocery store and not get sick. Trust me, Ruth, you can do this. God wants so much for fear not to dominate us if you listen to the news, if you listen to the YouTubes, and you listen to all this stuff, it will put a fear in your heart. It will. But God. But God. You get to a place you can watch all that stuff. I'm telling you, God is so good. 
He loves you so much. He does, sweet girl. He loves you so much, and he's going to work life out for you without any fear. Without any fear. I think my problems are bad, and then I look and see their problems, and I think, well, they got more problems than I do. And then I look at your problems, and I think, well, you've got more problems than they do. And then I look over here, and I think, well, you've got more problems than they do, and they've got more. And it's just go, it's never ending, do y'all? 